down in a good way from other candidates for the job. You will learn how to do that when we talk about how to build a resume and nail your job interview later in this chapter. We'll stop there. I mean, that's, that's a great point. It says, uh, when applying for a job, any job, you're a product. And that's something that we have to process as individuals. It's like we are a brand. We are a product. And producing products are beneficial products to other people. Right now, you're getting the opportunity to practice what it means um, to be a, a, a person that's useful, beneficial, etc. Now, what I'm going to go around and what's your favorite product? Five people, three people to tell me your favorite product at home, favorite product you ever used, that kind of thing. Yes, sir. Uh, man, we, uh, AirPods, AirBuds. Why, why, why is that like the best product you, ex you experience? Uh, when I use it, it's like I'm in my own zone. Yep. I use it when I'm happy, when I'm sad, whatever. Because with my family too. Yeah, and so that one product, the AirPods, uh, AirPods, <clears throat> gives you the opportunity um, to to tap into another space and also create time to spend time with family. So Apple thought about that. Most products, there's a process before the product. Um, they said when Apple first came out or when Apple releases a product, they start promoting the product one to two months before the product comes out because they want to create a culture around that product. And that's what God is wanting to do for you as a product. He wants to create a culture around you. He wants you to create an experience around you. Like, like most of us, what's the difference between going to Popeye's and going to Chick-fil-A? Quality. <laughs> quality. And, and what quality in what ways? Both have their pros and cons, but like I feel like Chick Fil A, like it's just a little bit more character. A little bit, a little, a little bit more touch. Like for instance, if I go to Harris Teeter versus Publix, Harris Teeter ain't nobody gonna talk to you. Right. Ain't nobody gonna say how are you doing. No one's gonna speak. If I go to Publix, if I'm in a parking lot, someone's getting a buggy. They're speaking. All right. The higher you go in life, the better you care. The more you care about experiences. Like I don't necessarily like to go to Walmart because it's it's it, the experience is not. Where I would like to, unless I really need to get something that Walmart has, right? But there are certain things that we enjoy because of the product and the experience that comes with the product. So it's another product that you guys enjoy. <clears throat> that you like, hey man, this product, is, it could be a hair care product. It can be clothing. It could be technology. What is a product you like, man, this product right here, it gives me this experience and I enjoy it. Yes, sir? My car. Your car. And what about your car? It's like, man, that's a good product. The convenience, to be able to pack up. Because you remember a time you had to wait for your mom. You had to wait for your dad. It wasn't nothing worse. Then you, 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 you had to go where your mom went. And about the time you got to your store, you done went to four stores, right? So a car. Somebody else. <clears throat> Excuse me. Another product. Yes. Oh, I thought you were I'm sorry. Sweetheart. Huh? Yeah, tissue is a great product. Everybody great invention. Got, everybody got one. That's right. That's that's never going to fade away, so, so Charmin is a great. It gives you a great experience. I understand. <laughs> so, so that's that's good. That's good. I understand. And they don't they don't pay all that money for the commercials for nothing. The teddy, the little, uh, uh, the little bear. Anyway, we all are a product. Now, what's a bad product? You like? I'll never use that product again. It it wasn't as advertised, etc. Anything self care wise from Dollar Tree besides two things. <laughs> so, you get you you get real you get what you pay for like you like bad lotion is like one of the worst. It's all silky and yeah oily, yeah, that's real. So you 
Uh-huh. Now, Dollar Tree is an emergency place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you know you need something cheap just for one-time use, you go to Dollar Tree, right? <clears throat> but you, you heard the phrase, you get what you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. The better the quality, the longer you use it, right? And so when you look at yourself as a product, as a brand, you start thinking about your experience, or your, not your experience, start thinking about your presence. I don't know if I talked about this with you all, but it boils down to economics. Like we said last time that God uses people to promote us, right? And if we push people off or put people off or give people a bad experience with us, when they actually engage us, there's no promotion for us, right? And so you got to think about yourself as a product. You got to say, okay, how can God use me? Can God use me? Like, who am I useful to? Like, like a lot of people get upset about that one kid in the class that the teacher always always calls on, or the teacher who always get called on gets frustrated. Like, why we? Why do I always got to do something? It's because you are a, a useful individual. So you got to think about yourself as a product, because every job you get to is refining you as a product, refining you as a service. So you got to think about a company. Like, like, I want to model my customer service experience. I want to model my, my engagement with others just like this. You don't want to be a Walmart person. You know what I'm saying? You want to be a Chick-fil-A person. You don't want to be a Harris Teeter bougie, don't pay you attention. You want to be a Publix a person that engages, right? But you get to determine what kind of product you are, and that determines your promotion. Are you going to advertise Dollar Tree's lotion as the best lotion ever? No. You're not going to advertise the store brand tissue for the best wiping experience. You're not going to do that. You're not going to advertise five below air earbuds as good quality experience. You could barely hear your parents. There, there's no bass in it, right? You get what you pay for, and people get what they pay for when it comes to you. And so when it comes to life, you got to say, hey, what, do, what will my wife get from me? What will my husband get from me? What will my kids get from me? Like, what, will, what will my friend, like, like as a family man, I got to create the best husband, father experience. If not, it's gonna, I'm going to get a one-star rating. <laughs> like, imagine if our lives had a scoring system like that, that people who engage with you say, you know what, they can leave a star rating on you. Like, like, what would your what would your friends star you right now if they was to star you anonymously? Would would they give you one star, two star, or five star? The girl you dating right now, the guy you dating right, if they could anonymously star you, what would that star be? Like, if you was working at a job, wherever you are, how would they star you? You go to Amazon. What do we do when we go to Amazon? When we go to anywhere, we look at the rating, the review, the review. We don't even look at the stars. Even it, my thing is, even when I go to a product on Amazon, I go to most recent. I don't like to just look at the six month, 12 month, two year reviews. I look at the most recent because they could have been hot two years ago. The product could change. So the most recent reviews, that's why you can't advertise who you once was, once were. You can't say, oh, well, I was a five star this five years ago. Look at Mikey Williams. No, no, knock them, but he was a five-star whatever recruit, and now his numbers went down to three-star, four-star, right? So you can't always go off for the star rating that you had before. You got to go by how you're starting now. And so you got to look at yourself as a product, and what do people get from you? It says, when applying for a job, any job, you're a product. Yep, that sounds strange, but when you think about it, a company hires a person to fill a need in the same way you buy a product to fill a need. 
What does that mean to you? It means you'll want to stand out in a good way from other candidates for the job. This is just not for the job. It's for any lob. It's for anything that God wants to throw your way. Like, are you going to throw a lob to someone who can't dunk? What do they normally say when you pass the ball? The coach will be like, no, your clientele. He got slippery hands. He ain't going to catch that pass. Like you, you got to hand that ball to him for him to catch it. You know what I'm saying? So knowing your clientele, the same as with God, God going to be like, man, why are you, why are you doing this? Point up in there like you want me to throw a lob to you and you can't even get that high. All right. Well, when you got, when you got someone that's got bounce and I heard my brother here got some bounce. If I know I'm coming down, I know he got bounce. I'm going to lob that thing to him. Have you ever seen an alley-oop where they'll be like, I don't know where that guy was throwing the ball, but then somebody out of nowhere dunks it. All right. So some people, you can throw it anywhere and they'll catch it. You want to be a person that a, a, an employer, a friend, an opportunity can say, I can throw this lob anywhere and they'll catch it. Even if I throw it off the glass. I remember when you, oh, that threw, that messed me up when I was at watching Jose coming down the lane. I thought Jose was, had a bad layup. I did too. Jose, Jose was in tune with JP. Hey, I said JP came out of nowhere. I said, oh, I didn't know JP had it in him to catch it off the glass, but we saw Jose knew. Jose knew. Now my whole mindset has changed. JP, when I play with JP now, he on my team, I might throw him something now. <laughs> I got, well, off the glass. So look. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is that whether it's a job, you got to say, God, I'm going to work on my hops to make sure I catch any lob from you. If God says, hey, I'm going to throw, here's a wife, man. You know, here's a family. You can catch it and score and actually win the game. So that's something you got to think about. Everybody, excuse me, want God to lob them stuff, and they can't catch it off the glass. They can't catch it uh, however it's like. So you'll learn how to do, what, to do that when we talk about, excuse me, excuse me, talk about how to build a resume and nail your job interview later in this chapter. So let's keep going, Val. Second. We'll stop there. It says, don't take your first job for granted. Whether you start a small business, mowing yards or babysitting, get a job at a fast restaurant. A lot of people, they be like, man, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to be in a Fortune 500 company. I'm going to graduate and I'm going to be making six, seven figures as a, as a new entrepreneur. Nah, man. Most people, <clears throat> there's, there's levels <clears throat> to get into that dream job. And it says here, your first job isn't just about what you do. It's also about how you do it. How you do anything is how you do everything. How you approach your papers in school. Yes, man. One thing about school, there's a lot of stuff you're not going to use in this world. I understand it. But the, the practice at pensmanship, the practice at reading aloud, the practice of standing up on a podium and public speaking, those things translate. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. You have to care about how you present yourself. You have to care about your hair. You have to care about how you carry yourself. You have to care. If not, there, there's people, man, they'll look at your shoes and a person will say, if your shoes ain't shine, it says something about you. The higher you get, the more detailed people are. 
like back in the CIA, they was talking about how back in the day they would tie their shoes a certain kind of way to communicate a code. The higher you get, there's details. Right now, nobody really cares about how things look. And that's why a lot of people get upset. And I understand with the haircut rule and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, when you have your own business, you're going to care about how people care, carry your job, carry your, your business. You're going to care how people present themselves. And the moment you begin to allow culture to dictate how you look, when 95% of the world operates a certain kind of way, you're going to miss out on opportunities. Unless you come out and you and you from high school to the NBA and you got millions of dollars, cool. But even look at John Morant now. That's a lesson in that. Like and, and understand what John Morant, he's young. We've all done some young, some dumb stuff. Well, when I was y'all's age, y'all haven't been 20 years old yet. But I've done some dumb stuff that I didn't want the world to see. But at the end of the day, there's a way corporate world wants you to carry yourself. There's a way <clears throat> that the regular world, like no matter what, when you go to the courthouse, you still have to wear a suit. <laughs> like, like no matter what, you're still going to have to dress up. And so what I'm saying is, is that these first lob job experiences is God teaching you how to carry yourself in certain environments. It says your first job isn't just about what you do. It's also about how you do. It. You got to do everything well, because when you stand out, that's when you're promoted out. Right. Um, don't underestimate the value of the experiences you gain in your first job, whatever those might be. Don't underestimate it. A lot of you guys are going to be tempted and a lot of you guys are going to be frustrated with your 20s. The 20s are overrated. I'm telling you right now, don't don't be so eager to get everything in your 20s. 20s is extended teenage years. 30s is where it's at. Right now, your guy's frontal lobe in your brain ain't full de fully developed. Right now, you live off of emotions. That's why you think Jesus started his ministry at 30. Why do, why do you hear people at 29, 30, they, they start thinking differently. They don't really go to the club as much. They don't really do certain things because that frontal lobe has developed. The logical side of your brain hasn't fully developed yet. So you go off of feelings. That's why for me, I before I tell a kid what to do, I make a kid feel what to do. Like, if I don't connect to that emotional side of you, you I can't guide you. But there's going to come a time where you get older, you'll be like, oh, now what they was trying to tell us makes sense. And so as a young person, you got to say, okay, my 20s, I'm going to find mentoring. 20s is all about finding your purpose, practicing it every day, and finding mentorship. Finding people that you can watch from afar. You got Instagram full of mentorship. All you got to do is just watch their reels, watch their lives, and et cetera, et cetera. But let's keep going. More than a summer job. Um, is too many hard skills, like writing code or designing houses. Hard skills are the things you learn or receive special training on. But a part-time job in high school is a great way to develop important soft skills that will help you advance your career when you're older. Soft skills are rarely taught in a school classroom. They're often personality traits that are either natural or developed over time, like perseverance, humility, flexibility, communication skills, problem solving, work ethic, respect, and commitment, just to name a few. They're more about <coughs> who you are rather than what you know. Soft skills are also impact the way you interact and work with a team. That's important. We'll stop there, man. All of those, I'm telling you from experience, 
Those things are important. We're going to go through these as a class. Probably won't go through all of them, but right now it may be a good time to park here. It says, uh, they're often personality traits that are either natural or developed over time. These are soft skills, like perseverance. Why is perseverance an important skill? Now, before we get into that, uh, what's the difference between talent and skill again? I, I don't know if we did this in this class. What's the big difference between talent and skill? Talent is God-given. Skills are talents mastered. Skills is not just talents mastered, it's, it's other things mastered. It's something that you do. Steph Curry skilled at what? Shooting. LeBron James skilled at what? Yeah, all that, right? Any other variations in tech, no matter what it is, you can find someone, that person skilled at that. That means they just didn't did it till they got it right. They did it till they couldn't get it wrong. They're so good that the probability of them getting it wrong is, is, is almost non-existent, right? So back to these skills. These are interpersonal. These are character trait type skills that people overlook. So a basketball player can have great handling skills. Uh, a dentist can have great uh, business skills. But would you want to go to a dentist that's rude? Right. Would you want to be on a, a basketball team with a, a talented athlete who's arrogant? Yeah, you win some games, but you got to be on the bus with that guy. You got to travel with that guy or gal. You got to be with that person for in all types of places of the game. So, yes, you score a bunch of points, but I can't enjoy you off the court. So how is perseverance an important skill that translates into every place of life? Perseverance. Or someone can look it up. Someone can look at the definition of perseverance if they need to. So what is perseverance? Can someone look it up for me? Perseverance, definition. Oh, let me see if I can look it up. I got a computer right here. Perseverance. Are you looking up? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, uh, Keith. Mm. No matter how severe I'm persistent. The definition's in the word. Perseverance. No matter how severe it gets, I'm going to be uh, persistent. So jobs are going to throw stuff that's going to make you, it's going to feel severe. Man, I don't want to do this, but I got to persevere. I got to be persistent. How does persistence translate to something that you want to do in life? You can name something you want to do in life and then give me an example of how perseverance, or give me an example of some challenges that you have to persevere through. Say I wanted to play college <clears throat> basketball. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. And I was a senior, and going into that senior summer during AAU, I, get, I tear my something. Like, mm -hmm. Say I tore something. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you like, persevere, you can change people's mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, that's good. Some, some people now that might happen, like might like, give up. So you see how perseverance is a core skill while shooting is an external skill. So if, I, if I'm all about me doing all these great things on the court, but I get injured, if, I, if most people's injuries physically are not, cannot compare to the injuries they feel internally. And if you don't have that perseverance on the inside already, you are, if you're mentally done, you're muscularly done. Right? So that's good. So perseverance says no matter how severe it is, whether it's on a job or whatever love God gives, I'm going to be persistent no matter how severe. The next one is humility. Why is humility a great soft skill to have 
when when in the middle of something that may be harder or difficult. Humility. Not even hard or difficult, but just humility. Why is that a good skill to have already installed in you? Teachable, yep. You won't be prideful. That's right. When you humble, it's like you can learn from anyone. Haters give some of the best lessons. I listen to haters. No matter who comments, no matter what, I, even if there's a little tone to it, I listen because haters, there's three people that's going to tell you the truth. <laughs> it's it's going to be haters, alcoholics, or kids. Because <laughs> Kid, the kid's going to say, yo, you stink, mama. Baby, what you, you know, daddy, your breath stink. You know what I'm saying? Like, kids gonna tell you the truth. And no, filter. no filter. Alcoholics don't know how no filter. They're gonna tell you the truth. Like, and also haters. They may not tell you the truth in love, <laughs> but they're gonna tell you, hey, man, bro, man, don't stop saying that, bro. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, humility says, you know what? No matter from high or low, I'm humble. That's why it's important to always say, to God be the glory, because if you don't put that as a prerequisite statement, then other people's statements can have you elevated mentally and start thinking of yourself more highly than you should. So humility. So why is flexibility a great skill to already have installed no matter where you go in life? Flexibility. People think the ability to flex. That's, the, the, no, that's, not, that's not the flexibility we're talking about. <laughs> the ability to flex. To be able to adjust. Like I have to be flexible. Like, there be times, man, I, you know, I come to work and I didn't know some Wednesday come to work today. And they say, Mr. Ezra, you got to cover these two classes. I already had plans for those spaces. I said, you know what, Mr. Ezra's going to kind of dip off and chill and just woosah. <laughs> but now I got to cover this class, that class. You have to be flexible. That's part of life. When I come home, when I be driving home, I'm like, yeah, when I get home, I'm going to spend about 45 minutes. I'm going to cut on Food Network, and I hope my boy Guy Ferrari's on there because I'm about to watch Diners, Drivers, and Dives. Yeah. And as soon as I pull up and I open that door, my wife has some the whole list to do. You have to be flexible. You got to put that work in because if I don't put that work in, somebody else will, right? So flexibility is important. Now, what about communication skills? Why is it important to be a good communicator? Yeah. Trust, yeah. You can't really get where you want to in life. Definitely, but you want to be making that six figures, seven. Nah. Figures. Yeah. If you if you can't communicate, because you might as well kiss that goodbye. You must kiss it back because nobody gonna want to put somebody in communicating positions if they can't put words together. <clears throat> like what all comes with communication? Like what all is involved in communication? Say it again. Clear thoughts. Clear thoughts, yeah. Because before I communicate, I have to have clarity. So I have to have a clear thought or a clear message. Clear vision. Vision, etc. Right? What else is a part of communication? Uh, array of words. Way of words, yep. That's a good, I like that phrase. Way of words. What are your what is your way with words? Like, like some audiences you can get in front of and use big words. That's not the way of words you should use. You could be in an environment with, with people who are, you know, intellectuals and you can use words with 18 letters in them. Or if you, you got basically way of words is based upon uh, uh, the, the audience you're serving. Like imagine me coming here. I'm, I'm not going to waste my breath using big words if it ain't going to feed the herd. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, 
like the uh, different restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Five star and y'all below. Yeah. Five star's not gonna have the same type of food as a. Or imagine you communicating all your advertisement that you're a Chinese restaurant and all you got is pasta when I get there. (laughs) What's the point? What's the point? You advertising pasta and I'm getting uh, a Mediterranean food. That don't make sense. Um, False False advertisement. Now, it might smell good. I might get a plate, but I'm, when I want Chinese, <laughs> I ain't going here, right? And so communication is important because it translates everywhere. It translates, like, the Bible says a soft answer can alleviate wrath, can remove wrath. Like, it's a way uh, I got to communicate to my wife. I realized early, my first year of marriage, my, I was passionate. My wife thought I was yelling. But I was passionate. Like, I wasn't yelling at you. you. We talking about something I'm passionate about. But then I realized you six foot two, Josh. <laughs> you can't put your hands up like this. You can't be loud and, and it, your words hit the wall to wall. You dealing with a woman. You can't, you can't get barbershop ha- excited. You can't get basketball excited in front of a woman. Right? So now communication has to be per situation. See what I'm saying? So <clears throat> if you don't understand about communication and I'm always yelling, then I'm always repelling. Like now all of a sudden now nobody wants to be around me because I don't know how to communicate. So businesses or even if you start your own business, you got to communicate well. Reading the room is important. Like you got like that's why you, if you always come into the room talking, you will never reach the room. But if you come into the room listening, you can reach any room. They say. The strategy with this is when you go into a room, the one who is the quietest actually holds the power of the room. Because people are looking like, who is, who is this guy? Why, why he ain't saying it all day? Soon as you speak, everybody's like, so if you come in a room talking and you come in a room, <clears throat> whatever, you may think you're the alpha male. You may think you're the alpha female. You may think you run the room, but it's the person that's picking you off. Oh, that's person insecure. Oh, whatever. Now you know. Now you know who's the most important. <clears throat> Have you ever noticed if you've been in certain rooms? Like the person who actually runs the company don't really say much. They always say, <laughs> they say the head table, wherever the person sits, that's the head, that's the head table. So a person could be sitting at someone could be sitting at the head of the table, but whoever's leading the thing, wherever he sits or she sits. That's the head. But communication is important. Communication also, what's other ways to communicate without words? Actions. Actions. Yep. Actions communicate. So, for instance, um, if I promised you something and I didn't. So, for instance, well, I ain't going to put your business out there. But if a person comes to me with an idea and I say, you know, I'm going to get this for you. 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 The first two, I'm going to get this for you. But, oh, maybe something happened. But the 50th time, you'd be like, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never getting this. You know what I'm saying? That's bad communication. Now you communicate it without saying it that you're not trustworthy. But another way of communication is body language. Bro, you got to walk into every room like you own it. You have to because you own yourself. When you own yourself, you can own any place you're in, even if you don't own the facility. All right. All right. So people, you got to have your shoulders wide. You got to walk confident. Your foot has to, not hard, but your foot has to be precise. Like, I'm walking. 
I ain't going to pick on you. But Val, I told Val, when I tell you this, about a month ago, her walk, she got a model walk. That's a confident walk. She may not ever have noticed that or whatever, but I was like, no, Val's walk, that's a model. And she got confidence with a step, right? But all I'm saying is that your body language communicates, right? All right, so communication skills is important. Problem-solving skills, why is that an, an essential skill to have your asset? Problem-solving is not about seeing the problem. It's seeing what caused the problem. There's always a problem with the problem. So, for instance, if, 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 uh, if I fix a surface-level problem, my wife, if, I, if there's an issue in the house and I fix the problem, but I, there's levels to problems. But I never fix the problem to the problem. She's happy for a half a day. <laughs> but as soon as that thing happened again, I ain't really fixed the problem. Problem solving skills are valuable assets, man. Working for somebody. Like before you can work for yourself to solve problems in the marketplace, you got to solve a problem somewhere else. That's why uh, with this ministry, with the church, Man, I don't let a piece of paper go by. Like the Bible says, who would give you your own if you can't take care of another man's? If you can't take care of another person's property, no one would give you property. If you can't take care of yourself, God ain't going to give you no man or woman to take care of. Right? Like he, God won't. Now you can give it to yourself. But you got to say, man, I got to be a problem solver and solve problems. Now, work ethic. Work ethic is a skill. Why is work ethic an important skill to have? Strong work ethic. Someone look at the, oh, I got it right here. So, ethics definition is moral principles that governs, I love this, moral principles that governs a person's behavior or the conducting of an activity. That was ethics. So, Moral principles, a principle is something that I live off of, that I, I, I incorporate in my life, that governs. So my, my work ethic is, this is the way I work. Yeah. The, this is how I work in all areas. Be yeah, yeah, you still have to be flexible, but it's like these, so there's levels to ethics. So my work ethic is that, that I am consistent, I'm persistent, et cetera, et cetera. Those are core ethics in every environment, right? But it says it governs a person's behavior. Right. So faithfulness as a husband, that's an ethic. Being there for my daughter, that's an ethic, right? Like, like or uh, communicating the word of God with accuracy is an ethic. There's no, there's no wiggle room. When it comes to faithfulness, me and my wife going to live together and we're going to die together. We're going to be 80 some years old and we're going to say, which one of us going first? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's death. It's, uh, till death do do we part? That's a, uh, but that could be that's cute to say. But if that's not ethics in your life, you'll lose your wife. You'll lose your family. So your ethics, you gotta ask young people. Say these are my ethics when it comes to my schoolwork. These are my ethics, bro. When it comes to my pensmanship, I'm serious about my pensmanship. I care about it because it, but because your pensmanship. It goes before you. So when people see my pensmanship, they're going to be like, oh, he cares about details. Ethics, no matter what, and down to the little things, to the big things, they translate to everything. 
and you got to establish your ethics. All right, let's keep going for time's sake. Respect. Why is respect an important skill to have? I'm talking about respecting everybody, even those that are disrespectful to you. How is that a good skill? Or why is it a good skill? Yeah. And respect is just saying, hey, I respect the opportunity. Because if you don't respect the opportunity, you won't respect the objects or the individuals. Like, I respect the opportunity that Pastor Gould afforded me to work here. I respect that. Therefore, I can't disrespect the opportunity. I respect the women here, the, the kids here, the men here. I respect everyone because that is what we got to do. But that's, that has to translate to you, that no matter who tries you, I love you, man. No, no problem. I understand. Uh, you, you maybe in back of my mind, you like, maybe they maybe they woke up on the wrong side this morning. Maybe they didn't have breakfast. All right. But I'm not going to allow your disrespect to make me disrespectful as well. All right. Uh, commitment. Why is commitment? That kind of goes with perseverance. But anyway, they're more about who you are rather than what you know. You can know a lot, but can you show a lot? Like you can know all these different things, but if it's not shown, you're not grown, right? Uh, soft skills also impact the way you interact and work with the team. That's important. All right, next page, Val, and we'll finish this out. Believe it or not, employers take these soft skills as seriously as they do hard skills. Why? Because soft skills influence how well you interact with others, team members, and customers. Employers know that employees who have good soft skills will serve customers well, act and dress professionally, solve problems, do more than is expected, be team players, show up on time, have a positive attitude, receive feedback gracefully. That's why it's so important to be open to instruction, so you can learn as much as you can. The soft skills you learn will help you now and prepare you for more responsibility in the future. That's powerful. We'll kind of labor here for just a few, a couple of minutes or so. But man, if, if anything you get from this book, highlight screenshot, take a picture of those dots right there, right? Like people are always looking for that and people will pay you well for this and you can put yourself in position to pay yourself well in this. It says because soft skills influence how well you interact with others. Listen, no matter what you're involved in, it's people you're going to be, 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 be with, right? You're going to always be in the people business, right? So you got to know how to interact with people. It says employers know that employees who have good soft skills will serve Customer, why do you why do you think employers care about how you serve customers? What what's the main reason why they care? Because you represent them. You represent them, and then what else happens? Increase revenue. Increase. Who's that guy on TikTok? Who's like the uh, Keith Keith? Uh, is his name Keith? Keith. Keith. Uh, Keith, uh, Keith Lee. Yeah. Just recently, he it it blew up that he went to this um, restaurant, and a young lady gave bad customer service, right? He then says that he received bad, not bad necessarily bad customer service, but didn't follow through customer service. The, it had a million views, and he named the restaurant in the video. Food credit. So now, that business, people was like not going. <laughs> people was talking about the place. People was, uh, they found the girl <laughs> and was bombarding her. Like, like, all that happened because one teenage girl 
was so caught up in her world that she wasn't focused on serving good customer service to the point it jeopardized to the point to where the owner had called Keith Lee and was like, yo, fam, hold on, hold on. That's not that's not us, man. Please come back. We'll we'll do it better again, right? But imagine you have to understand your your brand goes beyond you before it goes before you. That's why, man, you don't know who you don't know who Miss McCullough's nephew is. <laughs> you don't know who Miss Rob Miss Riley's uh uh brother is. You don't know. Like, that's why I treat everybody well. I, I said this a long time ago. Who's the most important person in a, in, a, in a company? I said this before. I don't know if I said this with y'all. The most important person in the company. Some people would say the CEO. Some people would say the vice president. It is the secretary. It is the CEO's secretary. Why is the secretary the most important person? <clears throat> and after I did a great interview, stellar interview. How did he interact with you in the, in the lobby? How, how, how was he in the waiting room with you? Oh, he ain't say nothing to me. Did he say good morning? No, he ain't say good morning to me. Oh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't smile? No, he, just, he was kind of rude with me. Ooh, you done. Because if you can't take care of my secretary, you, you can't take care of me. You have to act and dress professionally everywhere you go, man. You because you don't know who path you crossing, and you representing somebody. Officers, they I don't, I don't know who irons their clothes, <laughs> but officers' clothes be crisp. You see what I'm saying? Like if officers, if the city cares about how the officers look, why don't we care about how we look? Right? <clears throat> Solve problem. Talked about that. Do more than what is expected. You all you if you want to get paid more, do more. If you want to raise. Raise yourself to do more. That's a principle I live by. Like, whatever you want me to do, Ms. Riley, I'm going to do it 10 times better than you can ever thought or imagine or thought for it to be. I'm going to go beyond. That's a, mind, that's a mentality. Also, you got to be a team player. You got to know your role and be like, yo, man, you scoring, you hot right now, I'm passing the ball. Have you ever played on a team? You hit three threes in a row. Mm. And this dummy. <clears throat> don't pass. Don't pass. Like, bro, I'm hot. <laughs> And you just missed four in a row. <laughs> like it ain't like you hot with me. It ain't like I'm Kevin Durant on one side and you Devin Booker on the other side. And we we not talking about that. <laughs> like I'm Devin Booker hot right now, and you gonna wave me off? Bad team player. You gotta show up on time. We talked about showing up on time. It's time management. You can't manage your time. You can't manage your life. Next thing I have a positive attitude. Positive attitude is important, man. And this is the most important. We receive feedback graciously. If you're sensitive, you can't be attentive. Like if you're sensitive, you can't really like when people give me feedback. No, tell me about my feed it back to me. Give me feedback. I feel like restaurants. I feed you now. Feed me back a review, so I can get better. Feedback makes you better. All right, learn and grow, Val. We're done for today. Well, I think so. Um, once you learn your first, you'll appreciate the opportunity as more. Than just a way to make some money. See it as an opportunity to learn and grow. Okay. Words of wisdom. Work, meaningful work, is a fantastic thing. If you show up and do your best every day, <coughs> the rewards will go as far beyond the dollars you earn mm. on vacation. Soak up all the information and experience. Just remember, all the things you learn in your different jobs will equip you to do. Will equip. We equip you to do work that matters. Oh man, that's valuable. Like, listen, like, 
In a lot of places, you're going to offer more than they pay. You're going to, you're going to, they're going to, you're going to get, you're going to offer more than they pay you, right? But the mentality you got to go and say, I love to do my work well. Because when you make doing work done well for change, when they start throwing dollars your way, when they start throwing salaries your way, when they start throwing raises your way, it's because you raised yourself. It is once you land your first job, appreciate the opportunity is more than just a way to make some money. If all you care about money, you won't make much money. I'm telling you, if all you care about is how much I make versus how much impact I can make, you ain't going to make much income. You have to see it as an opportunity to learn and grow. Every opportunity, no matter how they pay you or if they even pay you, you got to say, I'm here to learn and grow. It says meaningful work is a fantastic thing. If you show up and do your best every day, the rewards will go far beyond the dollar. Do you know right now you're, you're making money before you make money <laughs> by the habits you're making? Like right now, if you're working a job that's, making, that's giving you $50,000 a year, $35,000 a year, whatever the number is, but you have the work ethics of a millionaire, you can be retroactively paid. Right now, I have 14 years of experience. That 14 years of experience is going to retroactively or is going to set me up to be paid bigger, right? And that's why experience is important. Experience is much more than the money I made while experiencing those things. It's the money it's going to set me up to make in the future, right? Like, like if you know for a fact, hey, an NBA player came and told you, hey, if you work on this, work on that, you're going to make it to the league. Or a, a, a billionaire says, if you manage your money this way. If a billionaire comes in here right now, are you going to listen or not listen? Listen. You're going to listen. Kobe, no, Kobe, no, Kobe, rest his soul, dead. But if Michael Jordan, LeBron James, or even Jason Tatum, anybody who is good now comes in here about basketball, you're going to listen. If you're a football player and Tom Brady, come, you're going to listen. Because of their experience. Who's going to listen to you if you have no experience in you? You got to say, I'm going to put these things, I'm going to incorporate these things into my life. So that when my life is placed in this particular environment, I can actually uh, uh, be successful. Any questions, thoughts, anything of that nature before we go on to the next chapter? What time are we getting out of here? 1020. 1020? Okay. Yeah. So we're done. We finished that chapter. We'll, we'll go to chapter two. Resumes and interview basics. Uh, that chapter is important because your resume matters, man. Like before people want to, before people want to resume the conversation with you, they're going to check your resume to see if you can actually help them along their way. Um, so we're done for today. You can work on some things and, and we'll, we'll continue them uh, next week.